When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's your New Year's resolution? Maybe it's to finally get in shape, learn a new language, an instrument. Here's one for you. How about a new car? Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up. Back again, this is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. No Colin Brister today. He's out on assignment. So now the guest co-host chair is filled by one Kentrell Lockett. As it was for a long time as the regular co-host here on Talk of Champions. Got a lot to talk about. David Johnson's going to be on for a recruit check because National Signing Day is next Wednesday. Forty, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? It's always a pleasure to be back, to be in the midst of you, to hear you. Ever soothing and comforting voice. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. What's going on calm in your down, world, calm man? Down, calm down. How you doing? Man, a lot a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh for y'all who didn't don't know, I probably told y'all, but I, I added another addition to this Lockheed claim. You know, there's officially a Ken Trail the third, four K Trey, you know. Um to accompany both. So I haven't really slept since uh, December eleventh. So if you see me. And you'd be like, what's going on with me? That's what's going on with me. But uh, people ask if he's big as Bo or long as Bo, I'll be big as Bo or whatever it may be. Um, I just tell him this breakdown. Bo Knight is Parade Jerry and Kentrell the third is John Jerry. So in a few years, you're going to see what they're going to turn into. We're just going to work on it right now. Like I said last time, it's time intentional parenting. Bo got a little jump shot. Oh, he just donkey. And he say Scooby Dooby Doo, and that's he make it. So I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's recalling something. <laughs> It'd be great if that was like his calling card. He got to high school, became a baller basketball player, and he just yelled out Scooby Doo every time he shot a three or something. Hey, you know anything catch on? And everybody got their own little thing. I know I used to be ching, like ching, give me my chains, ching. Ching. Then you got two chains. He shooting every time he shoot two chains. Everybody got their own little calling card. Now if Bo pull up and be Scooby Doo, <laughs> anytime he make a tackle, I didn't already envision him making the tackle and the whole stand just Bo, Bo, or D Bo, D Bo. I got the chills thinking about it right now. It's like I have dreams for him that he not even having yet. I don't he he don't even see that's gonna come through or gonna be fulfilled. But it's gonna be my pleasure to to assist him in getting there. Ooh, ooh. You're gonna be there too. You're gonna we're gonna feel it because you're gonna be like, you remember that day? On that on that Wednesday morning when we talked about this? Yeah, I remember. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the problem. I don't know if you'll invite me because you were in Oxford recently. And I'm gonna tell everybody what's happening. <sighs> He was in Oxford. He made his way over because Wayne, Wayne Dorsey, our mutual friend, 
who coaches in Baltimore. He was the position coach um, for DeMond Clowney, now an Ole Miss signee. He came into town with DeMond on his official visit. And DeMond's out. He's out with his host. He's out with the players. And Wayne, he's at the bar, just sitting there at the library. Kentrell comes in, because Wayne tells him, but my two friends <laughs> talked to me for two weeks leading up to this day that we were all going to get drinks together. We were going to socialize, catch up, nothing. Nobody reached out to Ben. And to say that I ripped apart Kentrell and Wayne would be an understatement. Definitely was an understatement. But look, in my defense, it was last minute, kind of just, I ain't really get down there till like 1130 anyway. You know, he had, he had been calling me. I just so happened to answer the phone that morning. He wanted me to pick him up from the airport. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. I got to work. So then when he told me what he was doing in town, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I just happened to pull up. And when I did, I see, I saw him. I saw Ronnie Hurd. I saw some other uh, former players. And I saw uh, um, DB, Derek Bird is in the corner. And we just got to talking like old times, man. And then, you know, tell the clown what it was. And you see the, the 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 end result. But, man, you know, there's there's many more nights to be had, many more of those escapades to come about. So I, I I won't I won't leave you out. I promise you I won't leave you out. I have to admit, I would have been the one part of that equation that didn't make sense only because you have all these decorated former Ole Miss Rebels and then there had been Ben just sitting there. Hey, you decorated too now, Ben. All of these former decorated rebels that came through here, they know Ben Gary. They know what Ben Gary put on the table and they know what Ben Gary had put out about their actual decorations or accolades or credentials, whatever they may have. So look, now you, you're going to downplay yourself, but you remember you used to, you, you, you had that slogan. I'm spirit Ben. Stop. I don't know if you stop, 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 stop. I do need to get Derek Burgess on this podcast. I forgot that DB's in town. I got to get him on this podcast. I mean, that dude, he's built like he could still go out there. And if he needed to go sack a quarterback, he could. I'm more than sure. Derek Burgess could line up right now and play man. Suggs still out there. You know, so uh, I'm sh- more than sure if Derrick Burgess one line at one time and get you hit that edge, put that 56 on one more time, I'm sure he can get him probably about 10 this year. You know, because you, you look at the league and you see the youth, but then you look at him and you see knowledge. You know, there's a difference. But, uh, uh, the, the quickest way is the shortest way, but the quickest way may be the smartest way too. So I look at him and be like, man, that's that's a vet. He knows. What, what was trying to be taught or what, what knowledge is trying to be gained and obtained. So, you know, that's a that's a gem right there. Well, whether or not he could actually do it, he would tell you he can do it. And that's what I love about uh, Derek Burgess. He, yeah, he won't tell you he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and if he failed at Dooney, you wouldn't know he failed at it. He wouldn't have known at all. Well, it's an interesting thing, too, because y'all are all there together and catching up and stuff, and DeMond's on his visit, and he's with the players at the bar just hanging out and being in the atmosphere of Ole Miss and Oxford and the nightlife and all that fun stuff. But he gets to see you there, Wayne's there, DB's there. All of you guys play defensive line at Ole Miss, and even as you get further and further away from your Ole Miss years, your Ole Miss career, Ole Miss fans still recognize you. They still recognize DB. They still recognize Wayne when you are sitting at the bar. Definitely, man. We, we it's Before we even walked in, you know, you, the eyes – how people just look at you like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that is, but that's, I think I know what that is. And then when you actually get in there, and it's, it's like you'll be having a conversation with one person and another person. I don't mean the truth, but aren't you Kendrell? Aren't you Wayne? It's kind of weird because you'd be like, I'm not so much in that limelight or not on that stage no more. That that, that performance stage, that gridiron for everyone to see or view. You know, uh, view you on a, on a frequent basis, but they still remember because of the actual things you did or the good times, good memories that you just have instilled in their brain. And it's it's good feeling. And I, I think that may have a, had a lot to do or had some type, something to do with, you know, Clowney actually signing. You know, I, w- I was a random guy that he met. You know, he's heard stories maybe from Wayne talking to him and telling him because he said, oh, you the guy that I've heard about. And, you know, and then he hear me talking about uh, what Ole Miss was to me. And then he hear the surrounding people in the actual uh, bar saying what I was to them at Ole Miss. And you hear people tell DB the same. And you hear Ronnie, you see Ronnie Hurd telling what it was. You know, and then it, it, it's a host of things going on. There's a lot for the young man to, 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 to take in. But it's like he understood and he got the real points, the pivotal moments of it all. 
it got to a point where I almost did a hand, was doing hand drills in the in the, on the actual patio. But that's just me. That's the excitement in me. That's yeah. the coach owing me. That's what he didn't burnt in my brain. And then I keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it. Jackie Chan fight every day. I'm sure Bruce Lee fight every day. Ip Man wouldn't be Ip Man if his hands wasn't what he was. So I mean, you got to perfect your craft. It's on anything. It's it's just it's a it's a way of life. Well, I know so that I'm from first-hand experience in a parking yeah. lot in Atlanta. But it's interesting because this is something that I don't think many Ole Miss fans think about. They follow recruiting services and, oh, this kid's going to this place this weekend, and then they're going to this place next weekend. And then after that, they're going here, and they're going to make a decision. But it's the intimate details of those visits. And the role that fans play as far as remembering and appreciating and continuing to celebrate their former players, that does play a role – with recruits that come on campus, especially at a place like Ole Miss. At Alabama, there could be some guys that get lost in the shuffle. It's a machine. But at Ole Miss, definitely, you could be remembered forever. You, for example, like, like, and, and I know you don't want to talk yourself up because that's not really what you do except with me because you know that uh, I'm going to make fun of you at some point. But one thing that you always have, no matter what, and we all know about Saxon stuff, but the one thing that people will always remember is what? Blocking the extra point. Against Florida. Right. Everybody remember right. that. Doesn't matter if you're going to be they, 60, 40, whatever. People will always remember that when you walk in. That play in Alabama history might get lost at some point. Maybe. But at Ole Miss, it's magnified. So for DeMond Clowney, whose only experience with Ole Miss is this. He's from Maryland. He's from Baltimore. He knows what Wayne right. has told him. Right. He comes down, doesn't know much of anything about the history of football. Because let's be honest, Ole Miss does not have the same reach nationally Maybe more modern reach because of Laquan and AJ and DK, all that. But as far as a long-held tradition of success in football, does not have the pull of Alabama, LSU, you name it. So he comes down here and sees that from the fans, remembering these players and the intimate relationship former players have with the fan base even years after they played at that place. That can leave an indelible mark for a recruit, who an impressionable recruit, who's trying to decide – what feels like home to me? And that late in the process, I think it was a determining factor for DeMond Clowney because he's not one of those dudes who's flashy. He's not one of those dudes who's going to look out there and get whatever he can out of the recruitment process. He's very even kill. He's very chill. And this environment fit him, and he wants to be known for how good he is at football. To come to a chill environment and then have that, I think it was a big deal, a big, big deal. It was comforting. You can tell it was comforting. It, it wasn't like he was – uptight about anything he was asking questions not only was he listening he was asking questions he was inquiring about certain things you know he was talking to players other players people that that wasn't um I, I wouldn't say necessarily the position because I know when I when I would come there I was like I want to talk to defensive guys you know offensive guys y'all 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 are ops doing practice and all well get we all on the same team let's talk to the defensive guys to see how it go I know our mentality and our mindset and the way we think is different so let me see that but he was socializing and conversing with everyone and you know at, at the same time how you say it's important for the fans to you know have those memories and speak on former players it just as important for them to to to, to know the new recruits and all that coming in they had some guys in there that knew um clowning knew his stats ask if he was coming when he coming if he was going to get some more guys you know that were people i saw that night that were that i remember from my first few years that even man even this so weird still coming there and DJ Mario is there is so weird. Like in the meantime, between time, that's forever burned into my brain. Do you think DJ Mario, when you and I are old and gray, he'll still be in the library. He'll still be doing his thing and on his tombstone. It'll read <laughs> in the meantime, between time, in the, in the meantime, between yes. time. I, didn't, yes, I made myself laugh immediately, but God, that would be perfect. That's what he's known for. That's what he's known for, man. You think the library, you think DJ Mario. When I went to the library on certain nights and I saw there was a band, oh, no, it's just time to go somewhere else. DJ Mario not here. <laughs> go to Funkies. I was going to, to, to the Burgundy Room. Oh, or, or billiards or when it actually existed? Right, Nighttown, you know, whatever. Just I'm not going in here. And then if you knew if – if it was a band in there where DJ Mario, DJ Mario somewhere. And, you know, and, 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 and man, when they say in the meantime, between time, and they go hit the hotty totty chant right there and all the lights come on and 
it was his first time there seeing it or anybody first time. He's like, what the hell going on? You know, it's a mixture of people, white, black, old, young, you know, no matter what it was. And everybody came together on that chant. <laughs> and it was to look around. And I'm like, yeah, bro, this will be this, 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 this idea is out here. Yeah, it like, impacted like, you how- when you were getting recruited by Ole Miss when DJ Mario had at the end of the night, the lights come up, had that moment with everybody in the bar where they did that. That impacted you, didn't it? Definitely, because I, I was like, I've never been a part of it. I never even heard that chant until that morning. Yet alone, I never knew, really, never even thought about Ole Miss. Uh, yet alone knew Ole Miss. I had been to Ole Miss, let's say, um, so that recruiting visit was January. I been, I went to Ole Miss, say, like the June before that, or uh, maybe two years before that for a Nike Spark camp. And it wasn't Coach O or anyone there. I think it was like maybe uh, Cutcliffe was the coach this, uh, then, I think, maybe. And I still didn't even think about Ole Miss. None of that was on the radar. And here come a few years later, you know, here I am. So it's, it's crazy and it's weird how the world works. I never even thought about it. Never even thought about going to Ole Miss, going to Mississippi, yet alone being a rebel. And then I get there and I feel so much at home, you know, because of where I came from the different group of people, the environment, how people speak and treat to one another. And then it was very uh, uh, intimate environment, an intimate neighborhood, city, all of that. And it was centered around the sports and the university. I'm like, oh, so these people, they got, it's good people out here. And they come to see good ball. Felt like it was an extension of my home just four hours away, you know. And for the ones that come and commit and stay there, they understand it. They get it. They they feel and they embrace the love. And for us, some that come and leave, it's like, oh, we I get what you were here for. You know, you you didn't want to really be invested in the lifestyle and the dream because once you're a rebel, you're always a rebel. You can't really get get away from that. You can't really just ah, these four or five years I spent that old mess. I'm just gonna chip this off. Now you can't. It's like that ultimate fraternity or sorority that you're always forever going to be a part of. You're linked to it. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. That voice you hear is former Ole Miss defensive end Kentrell Lockett filling in for Colin Brister, who's out on assignment today. Um, I want to ask you a bunch of different things about recruiting. We've talked about it at length before on this podcast, a number of different stories you've told. But National Signing Day is coming up on Wednesday. So there's some things, including some more clowny, that I want to touch on. But before we do... I got to cover a couple of things. First and foremost, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do and leave a review, make sure it's five stars. Doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. Talk of Champions is also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Omus Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Impact by Ironwood and Sola. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around, and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits, earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS, or go to www.impactolemiss.com. Make a difference, make an impact. So a few years ago, a multi-generation Ole Miss family set out to do something a little different in the world-renowned Oxford culinary community. They wanted to bring a true wine bar to the square. Upon opening the wine bar in 2013, they discovered they had one of the Southeast's best young chefs in Erica Leip. Fascinated by diverse cultures and tastes, Erica proved herself to be a true visionary when pairing food and drink, constantly discovering new pairings, and creating seasonal offerings that took the classics everyone loves and twisting them up a notch to create something truly unique. Fast forward to 2019, the family felt that their food offerings were being undervalued and decided to lean on Erica's incredible culinary talents and rebrand the wine bar into one of the best restaurants in the Southeast. Enter Sola bringing to you unique cuisine and lifted spirits. Come as you are, enjoy creative dishes and distinctive drinks as served by Erica and her team of food and beverage enthusiasts, skillfully combining ingredients from local purveyors with classic cooking techniques from all over the world. Simply put, Sola is the best restaurant in Oxford. So check them out. The website is solaoxford.com or give them a call at 662-238-3500. Also remember to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, using the at MS on all platforms. Sola in Oxford, on the Oxford Square. Back to recruiting. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. That's what everyone is paying attention to today because National Signing Day is next Wednesday. 
you were an ace recruiter for Ole Miss, and we were talking about this before that little commercial break there about the visits and the atmosphere and the role it plays for guys like Demond Clowney and any recruitable player. When you brought a kid in, you hosted Joe McKnight, God rest his soul. Pretty much any guy that almost absolutely wanted, they put you on him. Jeremiah Masoli. I mean, everybody that came in, I had a, something to do with Something to do with it. Okay, so when you brought in a Jeremiah Masoli, what's the first thing you wanted to do or take him to see at Ole Miss to really get the visit off on the right foot? What's the must-see thing for a recruit you thought once you got him on campus? Before anything, he's on campus now. What what he up until this point, what he's seen, like what have you have you liked this far? Have you liked what you've seen? And be not even during and after that conversation, I'm telling him about me. I'm letting him get to know me and letting him know what type of person I am. I'm gonna tell him straight, I ain't gonna lie to you. Whatever questions you wanna know, I'm gonna ask. Anything about girls, whatever it may be. Cause as much as they don't want to say it or, or nobody don't want to say it. You know, the girl, girls and all of that is a fact. Everything, everything. So I'm telling them about me. You know, we here, we here for school and all that. We're going to see that. But I'm going to tell you about me first. I'm going to tell you about these players. I'm going to tell you about these coaches. Because believe it or not, the first question that is asked, man, this coach really ain't this fun. Man, this coach not like this all the time, is he? I bet you when I sign, he ain't going to be that guy. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. You know, there's a certain perception in their head that they get from talking on the phone to the coach compared to meeting the coach and then meeting all the coaches in their environment. So you got to break that barrier first. You're like, oh, he's sounding all good. See, I'm going to have a chance to compete. So am I really going to compete? Or is he just saying that to get me here and I'm going to be here three years and be a redshirt junior, then I'm finally playing? So all of those questions. And then once we get out and we leave there, I let the town speak for itself. I let the people speak for itself. There's not too much you have to explain when you're in Oxford, Mississippi. What you see is what you get. Now let's go into these places and let, let's mingle with these people. Let these people meet you. And you meet these people just just as well, because be, they may know you, they may not know you, but let's get to know them. You know, if you plan on going going to school here for the next four years, it's going to be the your 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 what's going to be surrounding you. So insert yourself for a second. Just imagine this is a Friday night where you're already here, and it's 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 a bye week, and you have a have a little time to relax. So relax, enjoy the surrounding, see what's going on, socialize. Oh, that's a pretty girl right there. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I see those. Oh, them guys over there. Look at their shoes. They got Jordans like I have on. Okay. So they got some fashion going on out here. Oh, I don't see no jewelry too much. They're not too flashy. So, oh, maybe I can fit in here. I like my, I just wear jeans, some tennis shoes, and T-shirts. I don't see nobody too flashy. Oh, they got frats in here. Oh, I thought about joining the frat. I want, hey, hey, you, are you frat? You know, and it's a whole bunch of things that go into it. Now, that may be just the first night. You know, and then you come into the second night now or the second date. Now you meet the parents. Now, the parents may have a lot to do with it, but then they don't, you know. But when you meet the parents and actually talk to the parents, you you may sell yourself. I remember Carlos Thompson. I still talk to Carlos Thompson, um, mother and father, till his day. For, for some reason, they, they took a liking to me. They say, if it wasn't for me, well, I don't think it was because of me. I think I think it has a lot to do with Coach Price because Coach Price had Coach um, – uh, 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 what's his name? He he passed. I forget his name. Who was at Auburn? Coach Price said coach him, and that was almost like a brother to Carlos because his dad and all of that. So he said it was me. I think it was that. But then it just had to do with the rapport and the, and the actual bond that we built just sitting there across from the table eating with each other. You know, I just showed him me. I no no facade, no trying, not hiding anything. Just. Put it all on the table. This is what it was. This is where I came from. I never thought I would be a Ole Miss Rebel, you know. And and the and the, the other question is, how for a black guy, what is it here in Oxford, Mississippi? You're a black guy playing football in a um, like majority white town. How is it? I'm like, there's there's no issue. I have no issue. I'm like, the issue is people trying to make it an issue. That that has nothing to do with it. So man, it's 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 so much that comes with it. That's so many questions. You know, the questions be so unique to the point where you have to tell the truth. There is no 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 lie that you could hand them for the for, for those questions that have been asked. You know, so man, I wish that I could get back in that position. Like to be the liaison for the university in that sense, you know, for the sports or just be the the advocate. Because I think I know the little, the nitpicky, the, the imperfections compared to the polished parts of the city of Oxford. 
the university, the city of Oxford and the city of University of Mississippi, you know, just speaking on where I've been there, the people I've shown there and the people that have stayed there from just off of uh, uh, my meetings, being in my atmosphere, my surroundings and just getting some of my good vibes, you know, so that recruiting thing is something serious, man. And it's, it, it takes a special person. And, and for somebody, for the people that do it, I think Lane Kiffin possessed that gift to look forward to some big names coming through here. The question that seemingly every recruit asked. Would the girls look like out here? Like when I'm going to see some girls? I promise you. Immediately when they get on campus, all right, where are the girls? Yeah. That's everywhere. A 17-year-old, 18-year-old guy, and he's out of town. Um, mom is in town, but mom is back at the hotel room or with the coaches, whatever. Yeah, mom is getting wine and dying by the coaches. Yeah. Now, she's getting taken somewhere nice, and they're just talking about it while your son's going and being debaucherous. Yep, that's that's everywhere, everywhere. Man, come on, man, let me go change so I can, I can look good. Look at that. What you wearing tonight? Because I'm trying to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, I swear, it's just like that. And and for some people, that's that's maybe the deciding factor. And for some people, it may not be, you know? So it's, it's to each his own. Some people just come from different walks of life where it'd be like, I'm going to play ball because I'm going to get all this money and I'm going to get the girls and I'm going to be talked about. But some people don't understand if you just play ball, man, that come with it. That comes with it. You don't got to go out and search for it. That comes with it. It's, it's you looking for it when they're already looking for you. It's a difference bit between you picking and choosing. Well, 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 uh, they choosing you. Or, and you picking and choosing. Like, oh, I got a whole flock. Let me see which one I'm going to take instead of uh, this one. This one. No, no, no. Mm-mm. No, the it's hardest weird. thing it's... for an athlete, and you can speak from experience because your lovely wife, Leanne, y'all dated in college. Y'all had a daughter in college. The hardest Definitely. thing is to be in a committed relationship. That's the hardest thing uh, for a college well, athlete because it's, it's everywhere. I, I ain't going to say to be in a committed relationship, it's – Find somebody that you think is actually real enough that you can do that with. Because it's, it's, it's a lot of, like you say, cleat chases, you know. And like the uh, like there's a saying, you know, uh, a lot of girls go to Ole Miss to get husbands instead of degrees and stuff like that. So, oh, you know, the, for real, <laughs> I'm, I, that's what I was told. So we're talking about recruiting. So I'm going to tell you what I was told on some of the recruiting trips. Like, watch out for them. And I'm like, okay, watch out for who? They're everywhere, but it's a whole nother level. Your mama not here to stop them. They mama not here to stop them. They dad not here to stop them either. So what's here from stopping you? I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Think about it. Nothing. That's one of the questions that moms ask the host like you. And you have to sell the parents. And that's a big deal, too, because I remember you told me one time that Aaron Morris, his mom, that's the reason why he ended up at Ole Miss. Now, Houston Nutt always believed that, too. You got to win mama. Yeah. But you it's played definitely. a role in that. Like, it mattered that you sold his mom. Because if mama doesn't feel comfortable sending baby boy to this place, he ain't going there. He ain't going. He ain't going. That question about girls, man, is they moms already know what's going to happen. They already know to an extent. Because they know their son. They know what he's previously done. They know what he's possible or uh, 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 capable of. You know, and it's just to see if the actual people that are surrounding him are responsible enough or maybe are, are, are willing to say, nah, man, don't do that, or you shouldn't do that. And I think that's what I was, because when everybody met me, I had a I, I, was, I had a fiancé and a baby. So I was the mature one, so to say, the young and mature one. And you that's know? scary, and I, 40. That's scary. Yeah, it is. I guess I was the exception. I was. <laughs> I guess I'm the exception. Because you're one of my best really, friends, but my God. Oh, if you're the mature one. I was, I was just, I was the, yeah, right, right. So what's that saying? But at the same time, man, it's like, yeah, I'm here now. I love my wife. I love my baby. You know, is is is. But that what that's what happened to me. I ain't gonna say that what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me. Oh but, man. You know? uh, well, it's it's really um, an interesting follow in regards to Demond Clowney because. He does draw very distinct parallels to you, and you saw him, and you said it to me. He's built yep. like you. When you came yep. to Ole Miss, he's long and rangy. Yeah, long, long and, rangy, and rangy, slim guy. Has to add weight when he gets onto campus. Now he's already enrolled. He's signed. He's here. So what's the challenge for him then in those first few months as he acclimates to a Wilson Love strength and conditioning program? You went through it, thin dude. That's going to have to add weight if you want to contribute in year one. You were redshirted for him. If he doesn't want to redshirt, if he wants to play, he got to eat some weights right now. Okay. He got to eat some weights. He got to. I'm not. I'm not saying food, 
Because you're going to eat because you're hungry. You're a growing boy. But eat some weights. I ain't talking about just one workout. I'm talking about two workouts. You know, you know, when um when Coach Nutton them got here, I got the biggest I've ever I've ever gotten because I, I did some things I never did before. Coach Junior Soli, we was working out twice a day. Like I'll work out with Coach with Coach um Decker with, with the team as a as a whole. And then I work out with Coach Soli, like either in the morning or in the evening before or after. Man, and he had me doing some things that I never thought of. Like imagine grabbing a 35-pound dumbbell and spelling out the alphabets, holding your arm straight out. Like you're driving a car, like a like you're driving a car, hold your arm straight out and I spell out the alphabets. A, B. And I got this just, just things I never thought about. He called it, are we going he said, we're gonna get jail yards strong. A lot of stuff we did, we were barefoot. I think that just was the the Samoan in him or something that and we was doing, but hey, I appreciate it. Chain drag, slave pulls, all that things I never did. So it was things that I never did to get to places where I never been. Uh, my legs and stuff had never been as strong as it never been has ever been. So it's on him. If he knew he want to play, he know the work he got to put in. You know, lifting weights and lifting weights. One strength coach to the other strength coach. There may be a few differences here and there. One guy may. Um, have a, a, a particular on Olympic lifts. One guy may be particular on strength. Uh, one guy may be particular on speed and agility, all of those things. So once you understand that and actually get the program you're in, that should be simple. And the mindset and the plays, all that go come too. But to get the weight and all, first off, you got to go from a high school player to a collegiate, a collegiate athlete. Not talking mentally, physically first. Because the mental going to come. But if the physical ain't there, you're going to get thrown around. And you might not even get back in there because of injury. So that's the first That's the first plan of the action. Because you can learn the X's and O's. That's nothing. That's nothing. Line up and go get the man with the ball. That's you can Anybody could do that. You know, but if you're not equipped with the right tools and just getting flung around and at the point of attack, can't actually sit there and anchor, there's no point of you being out there anyway. So. It's going to take weights first. It don't even matter that it's a new strength coach because it's a new strength coach for him anyway. You know, going from high school to college, that's two different things. He might know what a power clean is, but he don't really know what a power clean is yet. He may have squat before, but he probably ain't never sat in that bucket and came up with 420 on his back. That's completely different. You know, that is a hang clean or RDL or single leg squat or single leg step up or, or, or a farmer's walk. I'm sure he he haven't done any of those things. I'm sure he ain't ran no stadiums. He may have ran stadiums, but he never ran Ole Miss Stadium. Never ran that student section, you know. So it's it's some things that's going to be different for him to change up. But if he's a baller and he want to play, he should welcome and embrace these things. I'm speaking from a place of feedback from third, fourth hand accounts here. I've been told a number of times that the hardest transition for a new player that arrives on campus those first few weeks, whatever, is not the football thing because that's the thing you've been doing your entire life. Is being away from home. Yeah, and be, and Definitely. being accountable to yourself. Yeah, that's a lot that has to do with mom too. Uh, if you sell mom to get uh, to let him come here, it's like it's a reason why he come here. Like somebody's going to keep him in line and keep him doing what he's supposed to do. But yet alone, it's supposed to be your son or that athlete, that son. But at the same time, it's, it's man, a guy has been in that environment or that or been coddled or or had a, 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 a chain or had a certain extent of that he can go. That, that lifesaver wouldn't have been thrown off from, from mom, dad, or whoever it is. But now it's simply up to him. And being in that environment that he's known for and, and known in, and everyone knows him. Now he's just, now he, he went from being a big fish in a small pond to a small fish in a big sea now. So he got his, his reacclimation and all of those things. But, you know, uh, that's that's when you really embrace football because that's the, the commonality of it all is football. I'm here for football. The environment may be different, but within these four walls or on this green grass or in this locker room or in this weight room, this is what I know. This is what I came for. This is my safe zone. You know, so that uh, that alone helps guys, you know, and here it is two months later. It's, it's, man, I was homesick a month ago, but I didn't gain 15 pounds. Look, I, I didn't got a second faster. I didn't got 10 pounds heavy on. I didn't got 10 pounds strong on bench, 20 pounds strong on squat. Because of I've used that fuel of me missing home, being homesick, not seeing my mom or seeing grandma or missing my brothers. I used that to fuel me to get to the football season so I can see my parents the first game or get to that first break so I can go home and see them or whatever it may be. So that is, that was big. Cause I remember my first, my first, when I got there in June, 
I didn't have a car. I didn't get a car till I came back. Well, I had I had my truck. I just didn't bring it. Like you said, mom's being overprotected. Oh, no, you need to go out there and see the lay of the land first and learn how to get around without having a vehicle. And then when you come back after Christmas break, bring your vehicle. I'm like, that doesn't make no sense to me. But OK, why well, I got a car and I'm going to leave it home to walk. Yeah, it's not like campus. Ole Miss and Oxford has some big public transit. Right. Right. But she didn't know that. She just well, was, it didn't. Then it does now. But yeah. She, she was sending me the fin for my own. I get it. I get it. So the first few weekends when I was there, I was homesick. I was homesick. You know, I had Coach Frank. He was from New Orleans. And he was like, come to the house. We're going to fix this and fix that. But that was this one particular weekend that I would never forget. I was supposed to go home with Risha. We had been talking. Not Risha. It was, oh, man. It was it was Haywood Howard. We had been oh, talking about wow, it. wow. That is a name. We had been talking about it all week. All week. Fun, fun, fun fact, a story about Haywood, too. I'm going to tell you about after this, that just out of nowhere, he just reappeared. But it, we had been talking about it all week. We got the same workout group. We had the same theater class. And I even I, he did something. I, he didn't even give me a ride. And I dropped him off home or something. And he like, yeah, man, we leaving Friday. I'm like, yeah, we leaving Friday. Haywood, I'm telling him. I said, I'm going to be sitting right in front of Deaton with my bag right after workout, bro. I'm like, I'm mad I didn't bring my bag to work out with me because we were going to leave right here. And you know, Haywood, all right, son. All right, son. I'm telling I'm going to come get you, son. I promise. I'm going to come get you, son. Be sitting right out there in front of Deaton. I'm going to pull up in the bourbon and we're gone, son. I promise you. I'm coming to get you, son. Son, look, we're going to go home, son. We're going to have fun, son. I'm telling you. I'm like, all right, Haywood. Man, I sat on that stoop at Deaton till like six o'clock that evening. That workout was over like two. I we got we had no class on that Friday. I said that till six o'clock in the evening. I kept calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him. He will finally answer the phone at seven fifteen. I said, "Hey, will, bro, what's up, man? We ain't going to New Orleans no more." Oh man, my bad, dog. I forgot you was coming with me, man. I, he, I'm crossing a bridge right now. I'm in. I'm crossing the Man Shack Bridge, man. Son, my bad. I called my mama crying, and uh, I called Coach Frank. Coach Frank said, "What's wrong, Forty? What's wrong?" He really thought something was going wrong. He like, I'm like, nah, man. I was supposed to be going home. My mind was set on seeing my people. My mind was set on them red beans and fried chicken. My mama had made. My daddy kept calling me. All my aunts and all of them at the house. I'm like, hey. You know, and he blew it for me. But Coach Frank came getting me. We had some gumbo and all that. That that made it better. But it wasn't what I wanted, you know. And story about Haywood. About a year ago, uh, not about a year ago, um, I don't exactly remember when it was, when they had that, that storm that went through Baton Rouge and they had all that flooding and stuff. My brother worked construction, and he was doing, like, cleanup work and all of that stuff out there. So... He uh he said he was getting something to eat and he was passing out the hard hats and all that. And he said the his boss, the uh the foreman out there said, Haywood, how and he said, Haywood. And he was like, he called me right then. He said, Hey, Farty, man, um, you know, Haywood, Howard? I said, Yeah, what you mean? He said, Man, Haywood, Howard out here work with me. I said, bro, ain't no way. He went walk up to Haywood and he said, Man, Haywood, you Haywood? He said, yeah, man, who are you? He said, man, I'm Denzel. I'm Denzel Lockett. He said, Lockett? He said, you farted, brother? Man, them boys been best friends ever since. That was like two years ago. It's like, Haywood, I ain't, I ain't heard from Haywood or seen Haywood. And Haywood reappeared in Baton Rouge doing construction. Well, come to find out he had been in jail and he had got out. And he was out there doing, doing construction in Baton Rouge. Weird, but he resurfaced. And I'm like, out of all the people, out of all the people, all the people, Haywood Howard. Haywood Howard, bro. That's all I kept saying to myself, Haywood Howard. We've got to jump to David Johnson for a recruit check, but real quickly, if you can keep it relatively short, and that's tough for you, I know. But when was that moment that you felt it? You were an SEC football player. Was there a eureka moment? I'm going to tell you when it really was. My first ever spring game. I feel like I, that's when I felt like I made the right decision. It was my first spring game. Because all I remember, just all I remember is getting tackles in the backfield. And people were saying to me, oh, you might can play this position. And I'm like, what do you mean I might can play this position? Like, uh, I'm like, what do you mean? I was number 46 then. You know, so I felt like I was a joke anyway. And I proved myself. And 
I got the number 40 after that. So I'm like, oh, all right. So that's what I had to do. I had to show y'all hand. But going through it all, that season of playing here, playing there, being red-shirted, and then that spring game, that's when I felt like I solidified myself. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Bit on Twitter. That voice you hear is Kentrell Lockett, former Ole Miss defensive lineman, sitting in for Colin Brister, going out of the modern women phone line to speak to David Johnson for a recruit check, the last recruit check, before National Signing Day next Wednesday. Recruit Check and Talk of Champions is powered by Modern Woodman and BNA Bank. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. Check that shit out. Wow. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this! Time again for a recruit check. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Back with me is David Johnson. It can only be David Johnson because National Signing Day is coming up next Wednesday and Ole Miss is entering the final visit weekend before National Signing Day. But like David told you before, don't expect a huge list of visitors coming in this weekend. David, how are you, bud? Hey, doing good, Ben. Thanks for having me on as always. And uh, yeah, all of our attention is kind of set for Wednesday, February 5th right now. uh, As Lane Kiffin and staff try to put the wraps on this 2020 recruiting class, uh, I don't think it's going to necessarily be a a busy, frenzied next Wednesday, so to speak. And that's not to get disappointed about. It's just the fact that Kiffin and his newly assembled staff really and truly, Ben, they've been kind of surgically attacking the the rest of this 2020 class uh 21 we we can talk a little bit about that it's been a little bit different they're carpet bombing the 2021 class but the 2020 class uh them getting here so close to the december signing period they're going after pieces and parts that can help them immediately not wasting a lot of time on some spitball things and uh you know i think everything's going to be kind of conduced into five to seven guys maybe eight on wednesday and uh you know, it's a little bit of a guessing game as to who those guys are going to be still, but uh, there will be a little drama on Wednesday because I, I want to point this out. We don't know this staff close enough to know how they're going to close. Uh, we can pretend like we do, but we really and truly don't. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest enough to say we don't know everything going on behind the scenes between this staff and prospects right now either. So there's going to be a little room left for surprise. But how the tea leaves le- look right now um, – I think we're going to be pretty calculated as to what's going to happen next Wednesday. How many spots do they have? Well, I I mean, I think that depends on how you look at things. Okay, Uh, you know, I I think they could they could bring in eight 
but they want to hold on to two, three, maybe even four spots for later on in the spring. And you go, well, well, how's that going to help? Well, here's the deal with that. You know, there are some areas where they still need help. Obviously, I don't think they're going to solve all their needs on the defensive line next Wednesday. They still need help there. I think they need to bring a third offensive tackle into the equation, somebody that they know for sure is going to be able to provide immediate and needed depth next fall. So I think that's an area that you're still going to be looking at after spring practices are over all across the country because what's going to happen during those spring practices, guys are going to go in there fighting for spots and positions on depth charts, and, and some of them ultimately will not be happy where they land on depth charts across the country and for other various reasons will hit the portal in May. And I think Ole Miss is going to make sure that they're equipped with some spots to be able to take advantage of anything out there that they think can help them immediately this fall. We thought that Ole Miss was going to do some of that last recruiting season, but they didn't after the spring, just didn't have any kind of real movement. But you're saying it's going to be different this time around because I think now everyone understands the lay of the land as far as players now being able to move more freely. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's very fair. I mean, you gotta you gotta remember, can't forget this whole transfer portal market recruiting thing. It's new to everyone. It's new to the fans. It's new to us who cover it. It's new to these coaching staff. So now it's been around for a cycle or two. You can kind of get a grasp. Grasp. You kind of understand a little bit uh, how it works. And I'm telling you, I think Ole Miss is going to be sitting ready like a big cat to pounce on some guys come May that they think can help them. And you've seen success they've had already from the portal. Uh, in, in this month alone, you bring in Kenny Yebua, uh, who is going to be the starter at tight end. Then you bring in a kid like Otis Reese that he's going to have to set this fall, but he's going to be a fixture in that secondary in the 21 and 22 season. So they know how to deal with the portal. Uh, and I, I think you're going to see them tap into it again later this spring so in effect even after the dust settles Wednesday Ben signing day is not going to be over for the rebels I feel so sorry for you <laughs> thanks I'm not going to insult your intelligence and ask you about McKinley Jackson again oh no. go ahead come no, on I'm not ask you, or Jason Jones no not gonna <laughs> do it who do you think could be the highest ranked signee to sign with Ole Miss on Wednesday. Who could be a potential guy like that? Well, well I think the highest ranked guy who's going to sign with Ole Miss on Wednesday is already in the commit column. That's Henry Parrish, the yeah. running back out of Miami. Uh, as far as surprises, though, uh, Darren Branch, you know, um, he has committed. He has not signed. I think you could see Darren Branch sign with Ole Miss. Marcus Henderson, he's dropped to a three-star, but he's still a very, very talented young man. That could possibly happen as well. And then you've got that wide receiver quartet of Britt, Manuel, Weidman, Brown. Uh, all of those guys are, are, are up in the air and on the table right now. So, uh, you know, I don't mean to paint a dull picture for Wednesday. It's not going to be that. There's, there, there is going to be some uh, celebratory moments, I think, for Ole Miss fans on Wednesday. But again, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm in a position to predict how this is all going to play out because this is a brand new coaching staff for us. And you guys know how sources have to be built. And really and truly, we had cultivated sources across a decade with the former staff. Uh, you know, Hugh Freeze was the head coach, but when Matt Luke was named the head coach, there really wasn't a, a there wasn't any kind of wholesale uh, changeover as far as the assistant coaching staff like we've seen over the course of the last 30, 45 days. And, um, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm going to admit we're, we're going into it a little bit of bl a little bit blind as far as the tendencies, the closing tendencies of these new hotshot recruiters on this staff like Blake Gideon and, and Randy Clem Clements and, and T. Buckley and those guys, you know, uh, at least I need a little more time to understand how these guys are in the closing process. You already brought it up, though, 2021. There's been a lot of work done already. You've covered it relentlessly. These 2021 offers are flying. Yeah, no doubt. As I said, if you want to say the finish to this 2020 class has been like a surgical missile strike here and there, uh, 21's carpet bombing. I mean, and, and it gives you an idea of how they're going to recruit a full cycle. Um, you know, they're, they're going after players from coast to coast, and they're going after the best players out there. Uh, I don't think there's any kind of mindset with this coaching staff of, hey – you know, we're probably going to have to settle. So let's let's put our focus on this guy and this guy and this guy. They're going after the four and five star talent. Um, you know, there's been a time here before when uh, those kind of guys 
were coming to campus. Uh, you know, the first uh, three, four years of Hugh Freeze's reign in Oxford, you'd look out there on a Friday night camp night and half of the Under Armour All-American team would be on the field camping in Oxford. I think you're going back to those days. Um, and um, I think they're going to hit. They're going to hit on guys. I mean, I cannot wait until the 21 class and see how loaded it is. Matter of fact, I'll tell you right now, I think the 21 class at Ole Miss, these guys are going to finish top 15 in, in the nation, if not higher. Uh, and you can tell that uh, the kids are reciprocal to getting the attention from Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. When I talk to them, they're very excited about the offer. Uh, almost to a man, they all say they can't wait to get here, see the campus for the first time, start building that relationship with the coaches, and that's how it starts. You got to look at it at this: December's really the national signing day now, Bill. Would you not agree with that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Seventy percent of players I mean, sign in December now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you are ten months away, ten months away uh, from most of these guys being done with their recruitment and signing on the dotted line. So it's not too early to look at these 21s. And, you know, I think in part, that's one of the reasons you've seen this barrage of offers to 21 kids go out lately is this Ole Miss coaching staff is well aware. Hey, you know, we're already on a short clock with this 21 class. They got to get to going. And I think that's what you've been seeing. It's way too early, but I'll ask you, what are the biggest needs for Ole Miss in 2021? Man, that's uh, uh, that's interesting. Okay, let, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. You're going to have a quarterback returning. All right, so you, you know that's not pressing, but you always recruit quarterbacks. You're going to have uh, two, three, four, probably five very good running backs returning. So running backs not a pressing need. You got a lot of receivers already. Receiver's not a pressing need. Tight end, you need one or two in that 21 class because, uh, you know, even with Yaboa coming in, the transfer from Temple, he's gone after this fall. He's a short timer. He's in for one season and gone. So you still need some help at the tight end position. When you look at the offensive line, you know, looking ahead to, to how that's projected to shape out. You would have Nick Broker back at left tackle. Uh, you would have Jalen Cunningham back at left guard, and that's where I anticipate Jalen starting this fall. Uh, your center, Eli Johnson, gone. Your right guard, Ben Brown, could very well be gone. He could choose to leave early. Ben's an NFL prospect, and uh, you know he may come back for a senior year. He may not. Uh, and then over at right tackle, I fully expect Royce Newman is going to be the right tackle this year, moving from left guard so that Jalen Cunningham can get into that lineup. And uh, Royce will be gone too he's a senior so uh eli and royce the two seniors on the o-line that you got to replace but you've got a wave of offensive linemen they signed in 2019 that uh if they're not ready in 21 they're probably not going to ever be ready so you got to feel good about that you always need defensive tackles always sign a bunch of them every single year so you don't get caught in the spot with your pants down and unfortunately in this 20 class that looks like that may be the case that we're not going to be able to fill all the needs we have on that defensive line. Uh, from a linebacker standpoint, you're going to lose a couple of guys. I mean, Lakia Henry is going to be gone. Uh, you will have Jacquez Jones back. Uh, you're losing Dante Evans. Momo Sanogo is going to be back for another season, I would suspect. And then in the secondary, you got you got some young guys now, but you'll want to fill some slots there. What will be the biggest storyline, the biggest headline, end of the day next Wednesday? That's how we'll close this out. Uh, that there are still some positions of need that need to be filled, uh, mainly the defensive line. I, I, right now, my, my, my guess, a semi-educated guess, is that Ole Miss is going to come up a little short where they need to be in terms of defensive line recruiting next Wednesday. I think that's, the, uh, that's probably what you're going to leave the day with. I think also uh, another headline is going to be the fact that uh, Lane Kiffin, Chris Partridge and company, they were able to come in here in a very short period of time and kind of change the trajectory or at least the perception of Ole Miss recruiting. When you go to Florida, pull in a big four-star like Henry Parrish, you pull in a four-star like Damon Clowney. I mean, I think that's uh, that's going to be a storyline as well. He's David Johnson at Rebels247 on Twitter. He works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a food of 247 Sports. Does a tremendous job, the best job at covering Ole Miss football recruiting. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. As always, Ben, thanks for having me on. That was David Johnson. Works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a food of 247 Sports for a recruit check via the Modern Woodman phone line. 
This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Going to jump right back to Kentrell Lockett, former Ole Miss defensive end. But first, wanted to tell you briefly about the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood in Cheney's Pharmacy. Two more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year always brings about change. For you or someone close to you, that change could be finally finding the dream home. Enter the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood, an innovative new development from John Welty Realty. Located just up north Lamar, blocks from the Oxford Square, the Lamar offers 48 acres that connects homes and restaurants with arts and businesses. Only a few steps from your front door, a grocery store, brewery, shops, and other amenities. Build out on these modern, open-concept homes is happening, so get in now. Call them today at 662-816-2782. You can also reach out via email, hello at thelamarms.com. The Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood and proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. A new year has arrived. 2020 is here, and it's time to assess whether you're using the pharmacy that best fits your needs. For you, the Ole Miss fan, the only place to go is Cheney's Pharmacy. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally-owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221. You can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. All right, Forty, before we get out of here on Talk of Champions, be remiss if we didn't talk about the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, playing for it all on Sunday. DJ Jones plays for the 49ers. Breland Speaks plays for the Chiefs. So who you rooting for? Breland, my guy, I want the Chiefs to win. Just I want the Chiefs to win just because they barely scratched the surface last year of their potential, mighty bad. And I think and there's Andy Reid, he's here now too. So there's no reason to hold back, he's going to open up the playbook. But at the same time, I want the Chiefs to win. And then you look at the 49er defense. But I just want it to be a game, man. Be a real game. Be a Super Bowl. Don't be no blowout. Be a real possession football game. Like, like every down means something. Like, that. like don't just, you know what I'm saying? Be a real game. Don't let it be no 42 to 21 game. That's not no Super Bowl. That was like, okay, so y'all wasn't supposed to be here no way. Y'all wasn't supposed to be here no way. I just want a real good game. If it ended up being Kansas City, I, to be honest, I want them to win, but I really don't care because my Saints ain't there. And because they ain't there, that means Drew Brees going to retire and all of this. I feel it in my soul, and I'm sick because of it. But I still take the Chiefs and the 49ers beat us, so I don't want them to have no victory this year. None, none, none. I'm going for the Chiefs. I have a picture in my office when me and my twin brother Steven were like, I don't know, 10 maybe? And we're out in the backyard of my parents' house, and it snowed that day. We built a snowman, and he's standing there in his Kansas City Chiefs starter jacket and his Chiefs hat. I'm wearing an Ole Miss jacket. Everyone knows I was born and raised an Ole Miss fan. And I've got my Cowboys hat on backwards. And Steven, I've told him this, he's backed off of his fandom of all of his teams. So it's not like he's been following the Chiefs since then. But I'm <laughs> like, dude, you have a built-in excuse to claim the to Chiefs. A, yeah, yeah, right. And I think he's leaning into that a little bit. I think he likes the Titans, and he's always liked the Titans and whatever. But the Chiefs, that's different. That's a unique fandom. So I think he's allowed to lean into it, right? He can bandwagon by default. He had proof, like, like receipts from way back when. Uh, but let me ask you this question. I never asked you how you feel about Mike McCartney. The optimist in me believes he can be our Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Pessimist in me believes that Jerry will do as he always does, as well as Stephen Jones, as an extension of Jerry meddle too much, have his hands in too much, and it won't work. I, right. just, I, I don't know. It's the Cowboys. <laughs> this is the hardest thing about being a Cowboys fan. I have to defend it all the time. You tell people, well, who are you a fan of? The Cowboys. And they roll their eyes. Oh, you're a Yankees fan too? Here's the problem with that argument. The team that I've been cheering for and have been living and dying with, they've won four playoff games in 24 years. So can we yeah. please stop treating the Cowboys like they're the Yankees of the NFL? More like they're the Seattle Mariners of the NFL. <laughs> With no King Griffin. So no one would sign up for this. You have to be a real fan of the Cowboys to still go in with hope every season because more likely than not, as the last 24 years have proven, they're not going to do shit for you. So, But, yeah, Mike McCarthy, sure, why not? Who cares? Who cares? If y'all, go to, the, if y'all go to the bowl next year, you're going to say he was the best thing ever. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's part of being a fan and being an irrational fan. 
I can I think completely rewrite do, history here. I think he gonna do a good job with your quarterback. He know his strengths and his weaknesses. Think about what he did with Eddie Lacy, and Zeke is no Eddie Lacy. He got Randall Cobb again. He got uh he got your guy from um from Look, Alabama. Amari's awesome, and Michael Gallup. Gallup's awesome. They need a tight end. It all comes back to is Dak a quarterback, a transcendent quarterback, like what you have to have in the modern day NFL. To where if he needs to, he and he alone can carry you to the Super Bowl. Because let's not pretend like the Kansas City Chiefs, though they do have talent on defense, like a D Ford, for example. Mahomes took him there. Mahomes took him there. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes took him there. And the Cowboys have talent on defense. Mm -hmm. Can Dak be the one when things aren't going well, when it's going sideways in a game? Can he be the one to transcend his team and take you there? And that, I don't know. I don't know if he's that guy. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. So Breland speaks. He's not playing in the Super Bowl because he's hurt. But mm-hmm. again, he's like little bro to you. To right. see him get to this point, he left early. Everyone was going, wait, what is he doing? He becomes a second round pick. Great for him. Now he's getting a Super Bowl chance. What does that feel like for you that has such a close relationship with him to get that moment? He didn't have a ton of success team wide um, at Ole Miss. So to get that opportunity, the biggest stage in the world for football, it's got to right. be cool. It feel good. It feel like it feel like I get a ring to a certain extent, like like a proud parent or a proud older brother. You know the conversations we had, and and then you see on the field certain things that he put out, and certain things that actually get him to get a sack or whatever it may be. I know he may be hurt now, or not playing or participating, but then when he was, you see, like man, we talked about that rule. We talked about that dip show to make that make yourself skinny, get to the quarterback, run the hoop. Like we that stuff we talked about that he remember or applied or just. Stuck it in his toolbox for later, you know, so it feel like I know, uh, not necessarily I know a little bit or, or, or this football knowledge and stuff is real, you know, this, I, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't, you know, so it's, it's it feel good. Just like with Brandon, you know, we, and we played together, but I feel like every time he get one, I get one, you know, so even the games or our play or touchdown, I'll be like, I made that one too, or interceptions, whatever it may be, all of the guys, it, it feel like. You know, whatever I poured into you or whatever game I give you, free game, man, you use it to your advantage and you got a ring out of it, so be it. I I feel like I got it too. That's a, a simple victory for me. Simple, simple victory is like uh, uh, um, um, seeing your kids do something. Very happy parent. Who's going to win on Sunday? You said the Chiefs, you're picking them, but what's the score then? Okay. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. No, I was, I was about to say, okay. Like 21-28, it's going to be a score. It's going to be a touchdown. Like a touchdown. No, nah, okay. Nah. But then come second quarter, score 21-21. No, first quarter, 20. You know, this, this gunslingers, man, they like to score. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think Andy Reid going to hit. Why, why? I'm opening this playbook up. Everything. Tyree Hill, you're going we we, we, to get in the backfield. I'm going to run the option with you. I'm going to put Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to put Kelsey at, at, in the slot. I'm gonna put him at running back. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I got Sammy Watkins too. Man, look, I kind of forgot about Sammy Watkins now. But then look at this last game. I was talking about Sammy Watkins. I said Sammy Watkins ain't did nothing all year. And then look, he go get a touchdown and get a hundred something, hundred something yards with, with, with by five six catches. I said I need to stop talking about these people. I just put him in the Pro Bowl almost one game. I just want Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl because he deserves it. He's already a Hall of Fame coach. But he yeah, deserves a Super Bowl, one Super Bowl. His mustache need one too, man. That Lorax mustache need a need a ring too, because it looked like it get angry and bushier and bushier every year. <laughs> and also because he's one of the best personalities the NFL has ever produced. Today, I think he was asked about having nine grandkids, and he said it's like eating sweet and sour pork. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Reid's a big dude. That's the most relatable thing ever for guys like me. Right, food. Right, right. It's the way that man's heart. Food filled the cracks of the heart, man. <laughs> I promise you, it mends all the, the blemishes, the cracks, the bruises. So what do you got stay- going on? What do you got going on back home? I mean, kids and everything, but everything good? Yeah, everything good, man. Um, My wife just got sworn in to be an attorney in Memphis. What's today? Thursday? Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. Well, she got sworn in, not in Memphis, sworn in in Mississippi Tuesday. So, yeah, we got a, a, a actual working attorney on our hands. I told it's time for me to turn my work boots in. Now I'll be a house husband. Oh my have God! Me. Being <laughs> Mister Mom would be perfect, man. I know, well, Daddy Daycare. Here we come. Eddie Murphy ain't got nothing on See, me. See, that's my whole Watch. deal. 
my dream of dreams is for Emily to become a millionaire and leave me at home. I'll take care of my babies all day. I don't even care. I swear. I mean, I do that anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> no. Just just think about me here in that spa, me, baby. Bring me a gift. Of, I, I yeah. just like whiskey. Bring me a bottle of whiskey every now and then with a bow on top. Gee. I mean, look, I'll rub your feet when you get home. I'll make you a sandwich and I'll, you know, <laughs> take you to bed. No problem. If that's all you need out of me. Okay. Right. Just, yep. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm going to see if she's going to take dream. it though. That's the dream is all I'm saying. What, what we need to do with Leanne is we need to run her for public office. We she already talking about it. She was gonna run for judge out here. I don't know what judge, what court. We need to get her on a county seat somewhere, and then we need to take her to state legislature. Then we need to take her national. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. We got to make sure we perfect. We'll we get her a forty be... point plan. You get it? A forty point plan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go hit all them points. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's Kentrell Lockett, former Ole Miss defensive lineman. This has been Talk of Champions. I've been Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Talk of Champions is also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Check out the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Going to have a bunch of recruiting coverage. National Signing Day is next Wednesday. My thanks to David Johnson, who works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit and covers recruiting better than anyone. The Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Thanks, Forty. I appreciate you. We'll talk again. No problem, man. As always, it's a pleasure. And last but not least, RIP Phyllis. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.